Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Drums, please! <laughs> Just a little bit from Will. Um, you know, this is a very interesting piece, I think, because it gives us a chance to delve into the minds of people who are involved in relationships and have a past like we all do. So I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression here. I am not saying that... Um, Jada has a problem and and I'm perfect or everyone else is perfect. I am not. I am using this as an opportunity for us to process relationships and timelines and um, using an example of someone else's life since she and Will have laid it out there um, in August as well, using what they've provided to us in public as a way to understand how our childhood can create generations of trauma and struggle in relationships. Okay, so it was 1997, y'all, and Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith hit the air, and it was a massive, a beast of a single. And that also happened to be the same year that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett got married. And um, when I think back to 1997, I remember thinking that Jada was marrying Will because she knew he was about to be that dude. Like, you know, she knew that Will was going to, was on the come up. I think she saw um, what Will was capable of doing in the industry and what he was going to make happen in his career. Um, And I think a lot of us said that. I remember saying that. And listen, no diss to Jada, right? Because she also was in the entertainment business and had, she, you know, had a budding career. But um, there was just something about Jada where I I didn't see that really going anywhere. But Will Smith, we all saw the potential. Now, remember that Will had just divorced Cherie Zampino, excuse me, Cherie Zampino in 1995. So this is not about Will. We're taking a look at Jada during this episode, but um, Will didn't give himself any time after that relationship. And you guys know from part one of my podcast from last Sunday, talking about August, Jada, and Will, I kind of went into details about how Will and Jada met and how Will was supposed to be meeting Jada and he met Cherie and and jumped from being interested in Jada to being interested in Cherie. So these are two people with, you know, they're wishy-washy. They have uh, problems. There's no... Now, this this will probably sound pretty uh, uh, wrong, but to say that they have no loyalty, because obviously they do, but they had no loyalty. They have no loyalty to anyone outside of their unit, but they have this weird loyalty to one another, um, which, 
a piece of that I respect, and I'll play it later in the podcast. Um, there's something that Jada says regarding Will, uh, she and Will not having secrets, and I respect that. And I think it's because their relationship came about when they were so young. So 1997, y'all. And if you... Listen to part one of my my podcast. You heard me say that Jada went on record to say that she never wanted to get married, um, that she didn't want to get married and she didn't want to have a uh, a ceremony. She didn't want to have a wedding, but her mother made her. Um, and we'll talk about that. Who is Jada's mom? Jada was three months pregnant when she when she and Will got married. Yeah, so I mean, because this is your red table. You like brought yourself to the red table. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. As far as what? You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened. Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A relationship. Yes, it was a relationship. Absolutely. I was in a lot of pain and I was very broken. Now, in the process of that relationship, I definitely realized that you can't find happiness outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Jada mentions that she was in a lot of pain. Quote, I was very broken, close quote. Jada has been on a journey, a path of discovery for quite some time now. And that's her, that's her personal endeavor. And, um, People have said, you know, she needs individual psychotherapy and she needs to be in counseling. She's already been to counseling. She's already been in psychotherapy. I can tell based on the way she describes things and the way that she talks. Um, There are patients who are career patients or life patients. They go to learn about themselves, but unfortunately, sometimes patients never really render change. They don't do things in their life. The therapy doesn't lead to change in their life. They're just more enlightened about their problems and they can talk about their problems, I guess, better or in a more therapeutic manner. But there's really no significant change in who they are and what they're doing. And so that begs the question, why? And we know certain pathologies respond to psychotherapy. Certain pathologies re- respond to psychotherapy um, based on a certain amount of time. So people who have personality disorders, um, these are actual dis- disorders of their personality, which we call access to. Those folks typically require years of intense psychotherapy, especially if you have a severe form of borderline personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder or even antisocial personality disorder. I'm not saying that Jada has a personality disorder, but I do believe that she has maladaptive personality traits. And um, and she's probably been in therapy for a long time. There is a clip that you'll hear later, which really suggests to me that she is a, she's a career patient. Who, who is Jada Pinkett Smith? Who is she? So before I go into Jada's childhood and um, some of her family dynamics, I want to reframe the way some of you are seeing this. There are a lot of uh, people on social media who are like, why are you picking on her? 
She didn't do anything wrong. This is her truth. She's just coming to the table to process and say uh, what really happened. But that's that's not what she's doing, actually. Um, and so just to read some of the commentary, someone said, in any court you go to and you're married, this is called adultery. Someone else said, I think it's sad when people take advantage of those who are hurting and vulnerable. Although they were both in a bad place, he looked to Jada for guidance and help. She could have simply pointed him in the direction of a professional and maybe been the financial support. And then there's this. Mm, Will looks hurt and done. Maybe agreed to this table talk to set the table for when he finally walks. She was too self-righteous and minimized her entanglement. And that's in quotes. She even used the word minuscule. What the hell? Then someone else says, the world is is full of critics, but ain't nobody perfect. Let them live. So the whole point of this is to gain an understanding so that we don't do what these people have done. You know, Um, this is a way for us to live healthier and to understand the dynamics so that we can help ourselves, our children, and just understand mental illness better. That's what this is about, the Brain Love Podcast. So reframing Jada, this is what I see. This woman was married Yes, she and Will decided to take a break, but you guys did not divorce. And so some people would say, hey, well, marriage is just the land of the law. It's not really, it's a man, a man-made law, okay? But whatever. So her two children, though, um, Willow and Jaden, they know that their parents were married, but I guess just separated. But so Jada says that she goes off so that she can discover herself, So she chooses to discover herself, not independently, but she chooses to discover herself by using another person. And that's always the wrong answer. You discover you by digging deep inside of you and not including anyone else in that discovery. So she seems to be a person who has to have something else to go along with her. And I believe she mentions in the interview, she refers to her codependence. But instead of picking on someone her own size and age, she picks on a young man who's her her son's homeboy, her son's kick it partner, someone who is the same age as her stepson. So whenever someone reaches back 20 years or 15 years to be with someone, I always wonder what is wrong with you mentally? It's just like when I was in high school and junior high school and guys would date women who are much younger than than them. We know it's because young girls were impressionable. And this situation is the same. August Alcina was impressionable and immature. And so, and August Alcina was also a young man who had health issues that almost killed him. Yet he has an autoimmune disease where it causes problems for his liver and was in the hospital and had to take a break from his career. But also, as I said in part one of my podcast regarding this triangle of a relationship, August grew up also in a tumultuous household. His father was a crack addict. So I guess Jada probably identified with that. Like, hey, my mom was a heroin addict and your dad was a crack addict. Um, And also, he was abused growing up as well. So here we have Jada, a married woman 
who is looking to discover herself and looking for healing, as she so calls it, but looks for healing in another person who happens to be someone who is her son's friend, her son's age, has a, a troubled past of past of abuse and neglect because of a father who was addicted, a mother who abandoned him. And so you guys want to say that Jada did nothing wrong. Well, I beg to differ. And I hope none of you decide to walk in the shoes of a predator the way that Jada did. What is a predator, right? A predator is someone who preys on someone else. They prey on others. So Jada, this was not healing, although you called it that. You destroyed another person in your process of trying to find yourself, and that was very selfish, which is a trait of someone who's self-absorbed and is narcissistic. Jada Pinkett Smith is a Baltimorean, y'all. She's from Beemore. She was pretty much raised by her mother and her grandmother. Her mother, Miss Adrienne Banfield-Jones, or I should say Mrs. Adrienne Banfield-Jones, was a head nurse for an inner city clinic in Baltimore. And Jada's grandmother, who she's very fond of as well, is a Jamaican-born social worker. So imagine that, you know, there's some clinical things there too. You're being raised by a mother who's a nurse and also a grandmother who's a social worker. So Jada had access to to wellness, to the terms, to the lifestyle, um, assuming that Adrian and her and um, Jada's grandmother were providing her that lifestyle, which maybe not because Mrs. Jones, Adrian Banfield Jones, um, has admitted that she struggled with heroin for over 20 years. Adrian was addicted to heroin for 20 years. Congrats to her, though. She's 30 years sober. Um, so Jada was raised by a heroin addict. Um, her mother happened to be a nurse as well, and her grandmother was a social worker. Um, but if you know anything about addiction and being in a household with someone who's an addict, they can't help but to allow certain things to go down or to happen. Um, sometimes there's some ne neglect involved when they're uh, chasing drugs and chasing a high. Um, sometimes there's disregard for raising the, the children well consistently. And don't get me wrong, I've heard some people explain to me that although their parent was an alcoholic or a drug addict, they were very functional, meaning they went to work and they took care of home. So maybe that's what happened as well. But again, that's probably not the story considering how things turned out for Jada. How we turn out in terms of our personalities and how we interact with our environment is a representation of how we were raised and the things that could have occurred during our childhood we know that personality disorders can come from genetics, also from childhood trauma, from verbal abuse, and what happens in the household. So because uh, Jada has admitted to having some of these personality traits, these maladaptive personality traits, and probably could, I don't know her well and never sat with her, but I don't know, but personality disorders are, are a result of being in a household where you're neglected, where maybe you're not consistently loved, and especially when drugs are, are involved. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith has admitted that she herself has a history of addiction, that she has um, been addicted to sex, to drugs, to alcohol, to the gym, she says. She has struggled with depression and suicidal ideations. And so um, I'm sure that's very helpful for people who watch the Red Table Talk because they're able to identify with this black woman 
and her struggles, which probably represent um, or are very similar to the struggles of a lot of black women, especially growing up in the inner city. There's something about that childhood trauma Mm -hmm. um, that feels as though it can be fixed through fixing people Mm -hmm. versus fixing me. Yeah. And I think that that whole process with Aug really showed me that mm-hmm. and taught me that. And I'm really grateful for that lesson. Fact- so substance abuse, substance abuse disorders um, occur in association usually with personality stuff. The maladaptive personality traits, the personality disorders, um, the traits of a personality disorder Jada has admitted to having narcissistic traits. Um, I don't know that she has an actual disorder, but these things occur together. So everything is sort of coming together um, with Jada. And it seems like I believe this endeavor with the Red Table Talk was for her to find her own healing by learning about other people's struggles and issues and helping them process their stuff. Um, She's been doing this for, what, two years now and clearly... Based on the situation with August, she has not really learned um, because she made a very big mistake in the direction she decided to take to try to heal herself. So, you know, and I, I think we've probably caught a glimpse, probably several, of different things that suggest that, yeah, there's some access to or personality stuff here. Um, and we know it is because what the way Jada has presented herself as an adult has affected her daughter. And this is what happens. This is how it's passed down to generations, to generations, to generations. So Jada's mother struggled. That was passed down to Jada. And Jada has passed on some of this pathology to Willow. I mentioned uh, moments ago that mental illness, including personality disorders and substance use disorders, can be uh, genetic. Willow herself has um, identified with being depressed in the past and also issues of self-harm. I don't know if Willow still cuts, but she has admitted to cutting herself to deal with frustrations and and to cope. So this is a result of having a mother um, who I've already described to you guys, the pathology here with Jada. That is how these things occur. So let's talk narcissism, antisocial, let's talk personality disorders for a brief second or a moment. Um, and again, remember, this is to, to help folks in processing what we're, what we're seeing with Jada and Will and, and August. And people may also say, including mental health professionals, she's been in a long-term relationship with Will, so how could that be that there's anything wrong. Well, it's not unusual for people to find themselves in long-term relationships who have these narcissistic type traits. So um, people who are narcissistic can be in long-term relationships. That relationship may lack reciprocity or there may be a sense of lack of partnership and being outsiders looking in, some of us may say, no, they're truly partners. They're right or die like they said in that in that interview, but I suppose maybe that's where some of the issues 
um, maybe stem from is that perhaps throughout the, excuse me, perhaps throughout the relationship, they weren't always consistently um, or didn't feel like they were in a partner's partnership. So underneath the narcissism, right? Narcissists hide intense feelings of insecurity, which Jada has seemed to acknowledge. They have repressed feelings of low self-esteem. Um, some of them have issues being close to anyone, and, um, and they try to protect themselves from people seeing their imperfections. Um, and, of course, we know Jada has come clean on the, the, at the red table and talking about different things that she's um, encountered in life and her, her challenges. And I think she has let that piece of her go, the piece of needing to be perfect, or wanting to be perfect because I think she has realized that she can't be perfect and it's hard to present that facade, facade on a continuous basis. Um, narcissists can actually seem like attractive partners. They are charismatic. Um, there's lavish, lavish attention on the person they're into, which is probably what she did with August Alsina. Um, they're very charming and doting, and I think that's what we saw in those pictures. Um, they're not all bad people. They uh, will gush on the person that they're um, focusing on. But they also have a lack of empathy, and um, they take advantage a lot of times. There, there may be hints of empathy here and there, unlike people who are antisocial who have no empathy at all. But narcissists do demonstrate a lack of empathy um, and for a narcissist, a feelings, a person's feelings, they're not important. So in this triangle, we're referring to Jada as the person with the narcissist, the narcissistic traits, there's will and there's August. So what's important to the narcissist is that you're fulfilling the role that they have assigned you to. So Jada has assigned a role to will. She has assigned a role to August. Um, and there's no room for for Will or August feelings in, in these roles, um, unless it's their admiration for Jada and their love for Jada, right? So their feelings are not important. And so listen to this next clip and you'll see why I say that. I just wanted to feel good. Mm -hmm. It had been so long mm -hmm. since I felt good yeah. and it was really a joy to just help heal somebody yeah i think that has a lot to do with my codependency so i can't but help to feel bad for will during this part of the interview actually he appeared to be saddened the entire time i mean they they did laugh and joke and um, you know, there's hearty laughter, but at the same time, there's so much hurt in his eyes and his face. Um, just everything about him to me appears hurt. Um, for Jada to say that she just wanted to feel good. It had been so long since I felt good. She said she's been with Will since, uh, 1997 in terms of marriage, but obviously prior to, if we include the courtship, so to hear your wife say that she has not felt good in a long time, I'm curious 
as to whether or not they've had these conversations before and she's confided in him that she doesn't feel like the relationship is a, a good relationship. Um, and they do say, of course, you heard early on in this episode that they were done with one another. But for her to fess up and say, I just wanted to feel good. And so kudos to her. I'm hoping that they had this conversation prior. Um, don't know, but just um, she just wanted to feel good. Now, that's my take on Will. Um, now, she exploited August Alsina so that she could feel good again. She exploited him and his feelings, and she's she has set him back mentally. It's interesting that Jada actually feels unbothered by all of this during the interview. She's either a great poker player or because of her narcissistic traits that I've already defined, she is truly unbothered. In fact, she doesn't see this as a transgression at all. Listen to this uh, this next comment from Jada. I actually don't look at it as a transgression at all. Through that particular journey, I learned so much mm-hmm. about myself and was able to really confront a lot of emotional immaturity, mm-hmm. emotional insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I was really able to do some really deep healing. Mm-hmm. You know, and as I came through and started to realize certain things about you and I, he decided to break all communication with me, right. which was totally understandable. Right. Um, and I let that be and hadn't talked to him since. Well, there's that. So I talked about several different things in a short span of time. I hope um, some of you who may not have understood why I said throw the whole red table away now understand that I just, it's very hard for me to conceive an access to person leading a discussion on healing and life for people who are hurting and encountering so many difficulties in life. I suppose um, someone with a personality disorder can still obviously function and work. And so what Jada's doing is functioning and working as the host of this show. Um, But what she's done is she's really shown us that there's a dark side of her that shows disregard for other people and disregard for people's emotions um, and is somewhat... um, predatory and how she took advantage of August Alsina. And, um, you know, when this thing first began, he was in his early twenties and yes, she took advantage of him. She should have left that baby alone, um, and been more of a mentor to him and not his lover. And I applaud August Alsina because he walked away as she just said in that last comment, it takes two people to have a healthy relationship but it also takes two people to have a dysfunctional one. Allow me to say that again. It takes two to have a healthy relationship, but unlike what most people think, it's not one person who maintains an unhealthy or dysfunctional relationship. It's two people. Will has been involved in a dysfunctional relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith for over 25 years. August Alsina with his wise and smart self knew to walk away. 
and I hope he stays gone. It's easy to complain about a narcissistic partner without owning the part of the dysfunction that enables them. By August walking away, he was able to avoid enabling Jada Pinkett Smith and her pathology. Well, thank you for joining me on the couch yet again for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. These are just my opinions, um, personally and professionally based. Thank you for listening and You'll hear me again next Sunday. Remember, a new episode is every Sunday night at 8 p.m. It's the Brain Love Podcast with Dr. Delvina, psychiatrist in South Florida. Have a great week, everybody. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself needs know your needs your needs come first not everyone else's limitations limit your expectations of yourself ownership own your mistakes learn from them and move on vengeance is not yours it's the lord's express yourself every day meaningful communication don't go to bed angry and that's been my show guys brain love